This is Chris Fetters of Dogman.com with Yogi Roth from the Pac-12 Networks. We get to see you every fall, Yogi, like clockwork. Now, sometimes it's because you guys are hosting a show here, but we also saw Mike Yam, who I talked with a few days ago during uh, Picture Day. Now, you guys are showing up as well. Tell us about this grand strategy. What is this all about? You guys are just kind of stealthily moving through the (laughs) Pac-12, one by one, trying to pick everybody off. Well, you know, Mike, he would come on picture day. I'm sure he got his picture taken here, as he should. I'm sure. Yeah, he probably did. Yeah. I don't know. Not with us, but yeah. (laughs) Ashley Adamson, she was here as well. Um, And I came as well. And, you know, we all just wanted to kind of see a bunch of different schools um, on the tour. For me, it's really important as an analyst to get around as many as I can if I'm going to go on air and represent you know, the network that I love as and the game that I love, I want to see it. You know, it's kind of that old adage. You want to see it with your eyes. You can read enough. You can watch clips online. But I want to try to get to as many. And, of course, you know, UW being the program that we all have grown to admire and have high expectations for, it had to come. We all had to come check it out. You know, we all didn't go to the same schools, but UW was definitely one all three of us wanted to hit. I was going to say, though, Yogi went, but it was was it planned that you guys wanted to see him separately so that you maybe all had kind of fresh eyes yeah. on it and you all maybe weren't coming up with the same ideas or, or thoughts? Yeah, it worked out that way, which was great. You know, a lot of it was travel and, you know, for me, just kind of getting the NorCal schools last week. And we started our new show, uh, Pac-12 Playlist, this week on the Pac-12 Network. So Miles Bryant was on it last night. They interviewed him. So those guys couldn't get out of the studio. And I was like, all right, you guys have your one week where you can hit a bunch of schools. I got a couple weeks, so... We just kind of figured it out. But it's a great point, and it's a great way for all of us to share our notes, collaborate. When we get on set Thursday at Utah for our first show of the year, we're going to be able to talk about all the things that we all saw at a variety of different camps. So now, so tell us, where you where'd you start? Yeah, so start in L.A., SC. I'll be calling SC UNLV week one, so I had a chance to watch them uh, a bunch of times. Then from there, did NorCal. Saw Cal, Stanford, UC Davis. Okay. So I'm calling them week three. Oh, okay. It was great to see Dan Hawkins, who, of course, great friends with Coach Pete. Uh, and then from there, went back to L.A. to see a scrimmage with the Trojans and then took off to UNLV, watched them and Tony Sanchez. Saw Utah, flew here yesterday for practice today, and then I'll drive down to Oregon, Oregon State on the next couple days, eventually get to Arizona or Arizona State next week, check out UCLA, and I'll get to 10 of them. I won't get to Wazoo in Colorado, unfortunately, but i got to settle in and prep for my game. Man. <laughs> I can't, can't get them all. Okay, so, so then let's start. First of all, Let's go all the way back for those people that don't necessarily follow what you're doing in the offseason and stuff, and then you're gearing up. You're doing this stuff with the Elite 11, which is the stuff with the opening. Tell us a little bit about how that kind of maybe gets you primed for the season. It's the greatest, you know, primer, to to steal your word. Um, You're grinding on film in May, and our staff goes around the country to 12 to 14 different regionals looks at about a thousand high school quarterbacks dylan morris as your audience would know included and whittle it down to the top 24 they get invited to la the last weekend of may it's where trent dilfer myself dr michael gervais of the seahawks all of us drop in and really start to hone that those 24 and we put them through obviously elements of football variety of different offenses and teachings but really what i love is beyond the X's and O's. We bring in guest speakers. We do high-performance psychology. This year, the big theme was, I am more than a quarterback. Because all these guys, their form is, you're 6'2", 195, this is who you are. You're a pro-style guy. And they start to believe, a lot of times, who they are being told they are. We wanted to dive into their essence. We really talked a lot about form versus essence with these young men. 
went from 24 to 12, took them to the opening. And for me, I get to coach, I get to host the show, I got to broadcast the seven-on-seven championships at uh, the Star in Frisco, which was the best facility I've ever seen in high school football, let alone the NFL as well. And uh, it gets you ready for this. And then you get two weeks off, and you're dropping into media days and training camp, and let's go. See, now I'm already going to put you on the spot because I know NFL Network does Elite 11, and you guys are in the process of releasing the various episodes. Yeah. So I think you, you're through two now? Yeah. So I, I know you don't want to get to the final, but can you give us at least a little tidbit on, on what you think of Dylan Morris? Yeah, I'm a huge fan. You know, He's a guy who I came out and saw during okay, it was March. I always come up here for an event for Wazoo in March, and I host an MC, a fundraiser for them, and it's always the women's basketball tournament. So I always go to see the women's tournament, I hang out with Wazoo, but I snuck away to watch uh, Jake Heaps train Dylan Morris and also um, Jacob Eason. Okay. I want to kind of see him work out. And, of course, all the other young guys at the Russell Wilson uh, Quarterback Academy. And that's the first time I got to meet him. Um, and I saw him, and I was like, okay. He got a great smile. He got a spirit out of him. Didn't realize what he was coming back from, from an injury standpoint. As I learned his story in the Elite 11 you know, process, I learned what he's battled back through. I mean, this guy had to reteach himself how to operate, how to move as a quarterback, really, when so much is within your lower body. And to see the growth there, I was really impressed. And then when I got to watch him with the fellas, really impressed. He's got the gravitational pull that quarterbacks have, which is coined all often the it factor. We define it at the Elite 11 as walking into a room and everybody feeling your presence, but you making those around you better. I saw him do that. And then I saw him flourish with his mind. You know, our playbook is hard. It's harder than a lot of college playbooks. There's 82 concepts. It's not easy. You've got to learn it. You've got to study it on your own. How do you learn? What type of learner are you? And he had answers for everything. You know? And coming into this type of program, whether Bush Hamden is still here or head coach somewhere, who knows? But assuming he's still here, obviously Chris Peterson's fingerprints are all over this offense. He's going to thrive. He's got the competitive temperament, similar to Jake Hayner. He's got more natural skills than a lot of the guys just being a pure passer. And he's got, he's got a big enough arm to cut through the wind here, which I think is something I learned about 10 years ago about recruiting to this place. you got to be able to do that. So I think uh, UW nails it again in terms of finding a guy early. I know it's probably not always popular to find a guy as early as they did um, because there's so many talented players in the West Coast and even specifically the Northwest this year. Uh, but I, thought, I think they got a gem. So, Yogi, let's go back and let's talk a little bit. Now, I know for all those UC Davis fans or UNLV fans, we're, we're going to skip you. <laughs> I'm sorry for that. Uh, but let's talk about the four teams that you have seen so far. Not You don't have to go super in-depth, but I guess people will be kind of curious what you think of the Bay Area schools, USC and, uh, and Utah. <clears throat> yeah, excuse me. I'm losing my voice a little bit. Um, okay, I think uh, – <clears throat> sorry about that. You are losing your I know, voice. I really am. Uh, all right, I got it back, I think. Um, <laughs> I think SC, really talented, really special. Uh, They recruit as good as anybody every single year. Uh, I think their offensive line is the best it's been in a really long time. I think their defensive line is better than people think. I think their secondary is sneaky, sneaky good. Uh, They've got safeties for days, similar to this place. Marvell Tell will be first, second, third-round draft pick, four-year starter, special, special player. Health-wise, we'll see what happens, right? Cam Smith, little banged-up hamstring. Porter Gustin is going to be out for a couple weeks. With the hellish September they have, way different than a lot of teams in terms of clearly the UNLV in the opener, but then you get Texas, Stan- or Stanford, Texas, and then Wazoo on a Friday night. It's just not an easy, easy schedule for a defense um, 
like theirs, you know, with the, those types of playmakers. But I like their competitive depth for the first time in a really long time. I think every position group, Amon Ross St. Brown, I stand by. I think he's the best receiver to enter this conference since Deshaun Jackson. And watching him in practice, I wouldn't flinch on that. He is a breakout star. Big, 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 big time. Uh, he's going to be hard for people to, to deal with. And then you look at the guys they have on the outside with Tyler Vaughns as well, Michael Pittman Jr., the combination of those three, the running game, a good offensive line. Quarterback's going to be fine, you know, whoever it ends up becoming. So I like them. Really impressive. Cal is exactly what you'd think. You know, this is a Coach uh, Peterson disciple. They don't make mistakes. Ted Robinson and I track it when we do games, unforced errors. Cal and UW were the top two teams last year in our games that we called that didn't hurt themselves. Cal doesn't do that. You know, do they have first-round talent? I don't think so right now, but they've got first-round effort. They've got two star corners um, in Cameron Bynum and Elijah Hicks. They would play everywhere. You know, they would be in the mix here at UW 1,000%. Be in the mix at, U, at Utah, which has a stupid, silly, talented secondary as well. Um, so, so I like them. They'll be a team that will be like Utah in the past. They'll, they'll beat teams that they shouldn't. Um, Stanford, impressed. I, Stanford, I was more impressed than I thought I would be, and I have always held them in extremely high regard. They have four tight ends that are probably better than a lot of NFL teams' tight ends rosters. <laughs> They're going to be matchup nightmares where they move guys because, oh, by the way, there's a running back named Bryce Love. K.J. Costello is going to be the future star, I think, in this conference at quarterback. Um, and they got better receivers than you think. They got a guy, Connor Weddington, similar to Savan Ahmed. People know of, all about Connor Weddington yeah. up here. So. Yeah, exactly. So uh, a talented player there. And their defense, you know, they've got an all-everything linebacker in Bobby Okariki. I think they have depth on the defensive front. We'll see where they're at. Um, they got to replace some guys, but There'll be another team that will not. They'll win ten games. Do they win eleven, twelve? We'll see. Yeah, and then uh, and then obviously your last trip to Utah. uh, It sounds like you were very impressed. I was, man. I I picked them in the preseason, um, and I'd stand by it today. Um, I think that they just finally really looked the part everywhere. You know, I was there in the spring when no pads were on. I did an event for them, and I'm sitting next to Kyle Whittingham, and they all walked by me because all our student athletes were walking to the event. I said, Coach. These guys look different. He goes, yeah, we're starting to look the part now, like everywhere. <laughs> and it's real. They, they are real. Now, can they handle the expectations? We'll see. They've never had them that they have right now. But they can make real noise. I mean, their offensive line is big, big, big time. Their defensive front, Bradley and I, is my preseason game wrecker of the year. I mean, this guy is going to be freaky. He's going to be like Vita Vea was a year ago. Solomon Thomas was two years ago. I think he's the guy this year in this conference on the defensive front. Linebackers, you know, there's a theme in the Pac-12 that's happening with teams really playing 50 defenses or 4-2-5, you know, basically like 3D linemen, a couple outside backers that are hybrid safeties at times, and really only two pure backers. They've got depth there finally. They moved Chase Hansen from safety down into the box, similar to Tevis Bartlett to a degree, uh, and their secondary is awesome. Jalen Johnson, Javelin Guidry at the nickel, um, Julian Blackman, they're as big time as the secondary you guys have out here. The two safeties, Corian Ballard and Marquise Blair, they, 6'2", 6'2 plus. I mean, they're so long. They move so well. They don't have the depth that, that UW has, uh, but they've got the skill. So that game, I think, will have the most NFL talent in the secondary that a game has seen in this conference in, been in this conference 12 years now, 13, 14 years now. You know, 
it's I don't I can't imagine a game like that in my in my recent history. So moving up here, flying to Seattle, checking this out. Um, talk to us a little, just shortly about the, or briefly about the kind of the preconceptions that maybe you had going in. What were you expecting to see? Well, I think this is the best team in the conference and one of the best in the country. So that's kind of the standard I walked in with. I think Chris Peterson is a one percenter. You know, he and David Shaw, to me, are just so elite. Uh, I liken those two guys to where I put Coach Carroll, and Coach Carroll to me is like the best I've ever been around. Uh, you know, that's just they're great coaches and they're thought leaders in the way they guide young men. Chris clearly does that. I don't think anybody would agree would disagree with that. What the biggest takeaway I had was watching them practice in terms of the enjoyment they had in giving effort. I mean, this is day 11, day 12 of training camp. Training camp isn't necessarily fun, but what Chris Peterson tells kids on their official visit is this is going to be the hardest thing you've ever done. Don't come if you don't enjoy it being hard. And hard can be fun. Hard doesn't mean, mean, mean to be miserable. Hard can be smile and laughter. It just means work. And what I saw today, every drill, Chris, every period was guys enjoying the work. And that may sound really simple, but I don't think it is. Especially in camp, especially with this demographic, this age group, you know, this generation. These guys loved it in, in every facet. So that was the biggest takeaway and the reason it is is because of him, and then it's because no job is safe. 11, 12 deep in the back end. Right. Hey, if you're not balling, Tyler Rapp, Elijah Molden, or Taylor Rapp, Elijah Molden's ready to take a couple snaps, you know? And I think that standard is just one that allows guys to compete freely and have a blast when they're doing it. So, obviously, the, the, the defensive backfield, so much has been talked about them. Talk to me about what you saw out of Jake Brown and Miles Gaskin today in terms of what you think their leadership as as the two offensive skill guys to lead this this offense and where do you think they could uh, where you think they can take them? Uh, a lot of places. You know, I, I walked in and you know, I try to get to each position group's first thing, just to size guys up. How do they look? And I went over to the running backs and Coach Peterson was there. I was like, Man, Miles looks awesome. And he goes, You know, he's thicker than everybody thinks and he always has been. And and I've called a bunch of games here, and you watch him in pregame, but he looked different to me. Um, he looked like he went to work or maybe matured even more into his body. I mean, then you watch him run, and he's so smooth. Then you watch him catch. And I've always likened great pass catchers where you can't hear the ball. So it's right, right when it gets to your fingertips. Right. He has that. You can't hear it. It's such a natural way. You watch him on film, the amount of tough catches he makes – if you watch any of the games, you get it over the shoulder, behind him. And he does all the natural things, front shoulder rolls, letting the ball take him in his body, not falling to the ground all the time. I think he's going to be really special there because of Savan Ahmed, because of the personnel groupings, because of now some depth at wide receiver, because they can move him around. And now it's well, what personnel grouping are they really in? Because if it's base personnel or three wides and they want to move him around, he's going to win those matchups just like he has in the past. Right? I think it was the Rutgers game last year, runs the corner out. Like we, we remember those certain plays, so I think more of that. Um, and he isn't as beat up as probably I thought in terms of, I think he's averaged 16, 17 carries a year in his career. Right. That's probably something, a stat that isn't known around the country in terms of, he's not just a running back that came back for a fourth year that's been gotten a ton of, you know, pounding on his body. Right. So I, I expect him to be really durable and to shock a lot of people in week one. I think he'll surprise a lot of people in, in the way they, I would imagine they would use him uh, with Bush Hamden in that offense. And then to Jake's point, uh, this year Jake should be surgical. Like he should 
he should manipulate defenses and do it with a smile on his face because he's that type of learner. We know that. We knew that from his recruiting to when he came here mid-year and Jadon Mickens was saying, wow, this guy's a different cat to every year of his career. So I think now when you watch him in practice, how his eyes move, um, how unique he is and what he sees, this is just where he needs to be. And I think he's got a chance to be uh, special. And I think he's got – he's always has a chip on his shoulder, I think, when you talk to him. Yeah. But I think based on what they did last year, um, you know, him coming off an injury the year before, I think he's primed to have a breakout season. A not-so-silent assassin is what you're saying. Yeah, well, I think he's grown into the position in terms of everything outside of playing. Right, so quarterback, you get put on a pedestal. You don't ask for it. Part of the deal. Start as a freshman, it's even more part of the deal. You start at UW under Chris Peterson, take your team to the CFP. It's even a larger part of the deal. Well, there's an element of maturity I think with that comes into sitting in that in that seat really comfortably outside of you know 120 by 53 and a third. And I think that he's that. We had him at media days, and you know. Mike Yam and Ashley and myself had a chance to present, do media training with guys, you know, in terms of sharing your story and being, you know, being comfortable in who you are even even more so. And I think that just comes with time. And Jake's been in the spotlight since he was at Folsom throwing for billions of yards and hundreds of touchdowns. And I think right now we're seeing a guy that I would bet is the most comfortable with everything that comes with the position of quarterback. Of course, I would be delinquent in my duty if I didn't ask you to use your expertise as a receiver yeah your time at pittsburgh and all that good stuff talk to me about any guys that you thought kind of stepped up and showed you something today well i'll say this we were at media days and you guys probably watched it uh, we interviewed jake browning ashley and i and i talked about aaron fuller yeah and i was like okay not who i thought he was gonna say you know i thought he was gonna talk about these young guys and uh he talked about the older guys and you talk to people in the program and they say the same thing they talk about and that's what happens again you go back to competitive depth the kind of theme within this team uh he was impressive had a chance after practice to spend some time um with ty jones and walked off the field with him and what an like really impressive guy you know just the way he carries himself you you see his length and his frame and how he goes and gets the ball and his catch radius it's just unique he's elite there um so you look at him and of course chico coming back those three guys watching them is if you'd assume they're the three dudes um they're gonna make plays for this team what i'm most excited about and i make a cut up every week when i'm prepping for games is third down who you throwing it to or your eyes going you know because your eyes sometimes go to who you trust right right? versus maybe where the offense takes you and or who is or is not making plays right so i'm really excited to see you know it was clearly dante in the past for great reason you know, you can go back in history here, whether it was Keeson Williams on a third and seven, it was a snap route right at the, right at the chains and, you know, um, blanking on the quarterback. Keith, Keith Price. Price. Yeah. yeah, just dealing. It's his guy, <laughs> yeah. right? I mean, we've seen that happen. Uh, that's just part of the quarterback position. So, so I don't know who that is yet. You, you might have a better handle on it because you've been in more practices than me. Uh, but I don't know who that, who that person's going to be. And that's what I'm excited to see. I was going to say, too, but, and before we let you go, and you've been amazing with your time, I appreciate it. Um, won't get a chance to obviously see you until a little bit later on. Give us kind of your, your capsule analysis of, of kind of what you think off the cuff of, uh, of Washington and Auburn. Yeah, I, I'm excited. I, I have a theory on openers. Um, it's really hard to be a lead on offense in an opener, I think, because you just haven't gone up against another defense. Like, you, you know your team's defensive calls. You know how they play certain things. 
So early on in the season, teams in September, they're totally different than who they are in November. You could look at any team, you ask any coach, they'd probably say that. So what gives you your best chance to win early on is just be lights out on defense. Yeah. This team and Auburn are both similar there. Now, different-wise, you know, Auburn's front seven is elite. You know, you look at UW, clearly the back end is elite. There's some questions and some holes. Tevis moves inside. Ben Burkirvin clearly has solidified himself midway through last year as an inside backer. Who's going to be healthy? Who's going to show up and be, you know, freakish or show, show some juice off the edge? Right. Who's the other guy on the inside? Like, there's definitely people that will fill those holes, and we would expect Benning or Beaver, like some of these guys to go do those things. Uh, and, I, and I'm looking forward to it. But I, I, my point is I think they're going to be lights out on defense. And they're going up against one of the top, I'd say, three or four quarterbacks in the country in Jared Stidham. I think he's an absolute star. We had him as a counselor at the Elite 11 this summer. Um, he looks the part. He is the part. He's everything that's right about the position. I'm a, I love that young man for everything he stands for and, and how he plays the game. But that system that they run, when you give Chris Peterson, Pete Kwiatkowski, Jimmy Lake, time to rep that offense. Now, that offense has nuances to it, but it also has um, rules to it. And it's kind of like the air raid to a degree. right? I think they have a bead on that because you have an idea of what's coming. There's only so many things that come out of it. So point is, when your defense has that much time to prepare, I think it gives you an advantage. So I think for UW, the biggest question mark, special teams if it comes down it's a close game who who's going to be the person there if they need a kick in that type of environment with the stakes on the line and then offensively they just can't have unforced errors can't be a turnover it can't be a poor read it can't be a pick six go back to the bama game defensively they're fine in that game other than one missed tackle it's a house call pick six that's the game right you know so and and a fumble so i i think that it's going to be a really fun game in college football i think that auburn has some game records up front, and it'll be fun to watch center at UW, who I really like watching compete. Two tackles who are really fun. How they do. You know, and this team's primed to win. They've been trained, if you look at Bama to Penn State to this, I don't think they're shook going into a road game in Atlanta against Auburn. Uh, but I think it's going to be a great game. It'll come down to three plays, three throws, one kick. Um, and, and I think UW, I think they've got all the tools to to be favored in that game to win it, you know, and taking off my Pac-12 Network's hat because of what they've been through, where they've been, and how elite and how violently fast their defense is in a game like that. So, Yogi Roth, when are Washington fans going to see you here at Husky Stadium during the season? Yes, I'll be here week two. Uh, Bubba Schweigert, North Dakota, they come into town, so they'll be coming off of ideally an Auburn win and then prior to a huge road game against Utah, and then I'll be coming back the next week we bring our show, The Pregame, which is an amazing new show on the Pac-12 Networks. Can't wait to debut this in Salt Lake City in two weeks on Thursday night, first game of the season. Uh, it's a road show. You know, we drop in where the fans are. We're on all day, halftime, pregame, postgame. We're talking to players, coaches. It's, to me, like the dream in college football. Uh, so I'm pumped. So I'll be here for that game uh, with the rest of our crew. So I'll get you twice in September, and then we'll kind of see how the season shakes out. How great is ball? How great is ball? Well said, my friend. (laughs) Thanks, Yogi. Really appreciate it. We'll talk to you then. Anytime. Thanks.